The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Friday Night Smackdown. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, here to talk about everything that happened tonight. Uh, Interesting show. Kind of... uh, Eventful in some ways. In other ways, I felt it was a bit of a letdown after how great last week's episode was. Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, which is unfortunate, right? I mean, it's it's almost like that idea, and, and Matt, you know this idea, uh, you know, there's a certain mindset where people are like, hey, never do too good at your job, because then if you really overperform, they're just going to expect that from you all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's so it's that idea that they gave us something great last week. And now tonight it's like, oh, this, these are just regular old crackers. Um, yeah, it just wasn't nearly as exciting. Nope, I agree. Uh, but that being said, there was some stuff that I liked tonight. We got to see Bailey uh, cutting uh, promo like like she's double heel now after she uh, turned on Sasha last week and beat her down. We got to see her explanation. We got to see a uh, new member of the Firefly Funhouse tonight. We got to see uh, more Sister, of the- Sister Abigail. Yes, the turn of Alexa Bliss. That, to me, was the best part of the show for me. That was really cool. I mean, that was, like, just fully cemented where they've been uh, leading things with her. We also have a new number one contender for the SmackDown women's title. Uh, A whole lot going on. So, I mean, let's hop into it. And what do you think about this angle, this opening promo with Roman Reigns out there with Paul Heyman and face-to-face with Jay Uso, Roman's cousin that he's facing at Clash of the Champions on September 27th for the WWE Universal title? Um, what did you think of this heat? And Roman even saying, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to whoop you, you know, uh, like, I still love you, but this could be like when we're kids and I beat your ass. Like, this is a different angle for a championship title feud. It is, and I do, I mean... I don't know. There's part of me want Roman just to be full fire heel right now. You know what I mean? Just throwing out fire bombs at his opponent of just pure hatred and heel heat. Yeah, a little bit maybe. Because I've been waiting years for it. But to family relative, a family member, it makes sense for him to be transitioning into this character. The fact that Paul is with him tells us this guy is a villain now. Um, yeah. So let's enjoy the ride. I'm hearing a lot of rumors. I'm sure you have too. People are trying to insinuate, potent, I don't know if this is true or not, but that somehow they're going to reenact the finger poke of doom at the pay-per-view where Uso will just take the, the loss and join Roman and Paul Heyman and they will create a faction together. The tribe. <laughs> yeah, the tribe. I mean, it's interesting. It's really interesting, uh, this pairing. And does it seem to you like Paul Heyman seems more subservient to Roman than he did to Brock. Because I felt like with Brock, they were peers. He was more like Brock's sidekick. And uh, Paul almost felt like Roman's lackey a little bit tonight. Which is good. It's a good wrinkle, actually. And it makes Roman even more legitimate to me. Yeah. It feels like made him feel like a bigger star. Made him feel like a bigger dick, too, in a way. Yeah. Because we, cause we all privately, even though Paul Heyman's a heel, we all like Paul Heyman. <laughs> I think. I, and it's interesting what they did with the Firefly Funhouse later tonight, which kind of planting the seeds for where they're going to go beyond Clash of Champions, which I thought was cool. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there was stuff that I liked. I think, yeah, look, man, stuff. you get that tag main event. First off, tag main event. Yeah. Right there, it says screams. We're phoning this in. Yes. Um, the stuff with Otis and the lunchbox, <laughs> and like, like I would, I would say, like that makes Looney Tunes seem sophisticated. I feel like uh, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote Dude. has more cerebral chases. Like, so, so like Cornswoggle could not run into enough walls. Okay. Versus yeah. this, this is exactly what this was tonight. This such crap. And but... uh, Shinsuke and, and Cesaro. Uh, always bringing it street profits great backstage but against the lucha house party yeah it's just not uh not a level matchups so chrono shot with a five dollar super chat saying happy belated birthday to matt that's right yesterday matt morgan turned 44 years old everybody uh sing happy birthday at the podcast we're not going to do it here live just take a moment Sing it there. Uh, Matt's 44 years old. And uh, Karana also saying, as the second biggest John Silver mark, because Matt is <laughs> number one, yes, uh, John Silver should do a political endorsement of Matt. You should you should hook that up. I, God knows with what he would say, though. <laughs> I'd probably get in trouble because he's he's hilarious, this guy. His, um, his stuff he does. You guys got to check him out. Uh, Neo Cure saying, should the Dark Order endorse Mayor Matt Morgan? Well, you know specifically john silver specifically uh and dustin nick five dollars saying lol i wouldn't doubt that that was vince's voice actually doing the vince style at the firefly funhouse segment and did you catch miro in the audience of the clipper nugget game so that's right so miro uh debuted on aew wednesday night on dynamite i saw that on my social feed how was that matt it was cool it was cool um i said you know the, the announcers was going crazy like oh my god these fans are so loud for this I kept watching it back and back and back. I tried to watch it with headphones in on my phone. I tried to watch it on my TV again. Like they weren't going that boinkers for it. I'm not trying to be a hater, but um, uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, I think he'll be great with AEW, and we'll see what he does. You know, I like his new look, new bleach blonde hair. Looks different. But did he and, really come out and cut a brass ring promo? Okay, yes, it's been done to death. We yeah. know this. We do know this, but um. You guys don't understand when you leave when you leave that company, and I was only there for what three or four years before I left. It felt like a lifetime, and you feel like you have this weight off your shoulders, and you get to you want to be yourself so bad because you want to show all these wrestling fans that crap you saw me doing. You guys have no idea how much better I can do than that. That was garbage. They made me be stuck in this lane. That's not who I am. Let me show you guys who I really can be. Yeah, and um, that is the best feeling for a talent. I can't even begin to tell it to you. It replaces money. If I'm, it's why I didn't go back to WWE. Why I stayed in TNA, um, because it's a feeling. I just you, you love going to work. You love it, um, and you're passionate about wrestling again. You know, a little six year old boy sitting, you know, crisscross applesauce on your kitchen floor watching wrestling on a Saturday mornings. You flash back to that of why yeah. you wanted to do this to begin with, and you could see that from Miro when he did mm-hmm. come out. So yes, he did the um, stupid brass ring, you know. Which stuff, aren't you glad that line. wasn't a thing? Isn't it good that, that wasn't a thing when you when you it left was. WWE? Oh, it was. I was there for his very first brass ring speech. In fact, backstage. Swear to God. Well, but it wasn't. It wasn't uh, uh, lampshaded so much in everybody's promo when they left. No, no, this is true. <laughs> yeah, it was after CM Punk. Uh, yes, really so brought the phrase to fruition in the pipe bomb promo that everybody. I mean, even Damian Sandow in his first TNA promo talking about the brass ring. He told us. Uh, Shelton Benjamin 
uh-huh. grabbed the brass ring. And our very first brass ring conversation or speech he gave the locker room. Um, and, uh, and they didn't do anything with Shetland after that. So it's just like, it even started back then, like as far as it's just bullshit. Uh, and uh, to Justin's point, I don't know if that's Vince's voice doing the doll, but obviously Vince finds it funny. I mean, tonight there was a, there was a lot of meta humor there, and we'll talk about that. I thought it was uh, really good. Antoine Fair, $5, saying, Roman's looks of you are so beneath me and smugness are awesome. They definitely throttle down for a slow burn with Roman. I yes. mean... That's a good yeah. call. That's what I was saying just before. Let's 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 enjoy the ride of him. You know, he's still transferring over to heel dumb right now. I feel, and uh, uh, normally I like them to be heel right away, but for Roman, I, I'm enjoying this slow burn, like you said, of getting there. And uh, Antoine Fair with a five dollars super chat again, saying happy but singing happy birthday to Matt. So there, Antoine Fair. Thank you, Fair. Antoine. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> Speaking of birthdays. Every time I hit a new age milestone, mm-hmm. think more and more about childhood and how long things, how long ago things were. Awesome. It really takes you back. And I know I sent you that link to that yeah. 80s commercial channel on YouTube. It's like oh, you yeah. watch that, you think of the nostalgia. And it makes me think about the sponsor of tonight's episode, which is Magic Spoon. Because that really just takes you back, right? Growing up, breakfast cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But you yeah. give it up when you get older. Your palate becomes a little more sophisticated, supposedly. Uh, you realize that it's full of stuff you shouldn't be eating. It's got all mm-hmm. this carbs, this sugar. It's so unhealthy. And you think, oh, I'm a grown-up. I can't eat this anymore. Magic Spoon has taken all the beauty, all the magic of childhood breakfast cereal, and they've reinvented it yeah. with a formula that has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, grams. and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And it comes in four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And these are all based on the classic flavors. You can imagine frosted's like frosted flakes. Uh, blueberry. Blueberry's like, oh, booberry. Remember booberry? Yes, that's the way I related it. Yes. Yes. Fruity's like Fruit Loops. Cocoa's like Cocoa Pebbles. And I remember yeah. as a kid, I we occasionally would get a box of uh, frost of uh, of uh, Fruit Loops. And I had two brothers. We were fighting over it. It was like Lord of the Flies. Because for the most part, I grew up eating the breakfast cereal that a middle-aged woman, like with Crispix and maybe yeah. shredded wheat if we were lucky. And I loved when I would sleep over at a friend's house. And Dude, be like, oh, to, my God. I used to pour the old school. Remember the old school sugar containers that were on your kitchen table? Um, yeah. You take a spoon, put it in, take your big scoop full of sugar and put it over your cereal. I used to take the whole container, dump it upside down to put it on my Crispix because of how nasty Crispix was. Oh, um, yeah. But back to uh, uh, um, uh, this. Magic um, Spoon. Magic Spoon. I've actually uh, been uh, using this and eating this. This is actually really good. No joke. Um, the fact that they have 11 net grams, like my wife still doesn't believe that that could be accurate. Because oh, that much protein is insane for cereal. But, but, but 11 grams of protein is, is off the chain. But the 11 net grams for carbs for cereal is unheard of. It's one of those deals where something is usually high protein like this. They usually make up for the taste on it on the back end somewhere in there with some type of sugar integration or carb integration somewhere in there, not with Magic Spoon. And the best part is you legit really feel like you're eating and you're cheating on your diet. Someone like me that eats immaculately, you guys have no idea like how much I got four boxes sent to me. I'm already gone. I, we're, we're done. Me and oh, my wife crazy. are demolishing it. Fruity, the fruity box disappeared the day it showed up in this house. I looked at my wife and I was like, "Huh, somebody likes this cereal." Frosted's uh, mine. Frosted's best. I love Frosted. Oh, God, I remember when I was a kid and I got to sleep over at a friend's house and tried blueberry for the first time. Oh, I remember so good. 
Oh, that's why as a kid, I used to covet when you'd be in a situation, you get those little variety packs, the six pack of the Kellogg's. You get to try all the cereals your parents would never buy for you. Magic Spoon is like that. You're an adult. You can buy your own yep. cereal now. And the great news is this is keto friendly. It's gluten free, grain free, yeah. soy free, low carb, GMO free. It tastes amazing. So Frosted's Matt's Jam, uh, like I said, fruity goes so fast in this house. And we've got a special deal for our audience. If you go to magicspoon.com slash W-I-N-C. You're going to grab a variety variety pack, try it today, and when you use our promo code WINC, you're going to get free shipping at checkout, and Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So hey, if you buy this, you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash wink, W-I-N-C. Use that code W-I-N-C for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Everybody that tries this stuff loves it and lives, yeah. by, uh, lives by it. You're going to dig it. Let us know what you think. Magicspoon.com slash W-I-N-C. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And I love when I eat great cereal, sweet cereal. just takes me back. It makes me feel like it's Saturday morning every morning. Yes, seriously. We had all the time in the world to sit there and devour that box. <laughs> Fantastic. It's great stuff. Uh, Justin Lopez, 499, asking, you think Roman will be getting cheers if arenas were full right now? I do. Really? I I, uh, I think he'd have a holy shit chant when he came out with Heyman, for instance, for the first time. Mm. Um, but other than that, I, I mean, I don't know. Yes, he would, especially with Uso being his first opponent, potentially. That promo, I could see him yeah. getting cheers. But other than that, I don't know. Uh, oh, Elix Brand making my wishes come true, saying, hey, guys, short-time viewer, first-time super chatter. Roman <laughs> should have never tagged with Jay. You never see Brock tag with anyone, even if it was quick. That's where I feel, even, and they have this problem with uh, Asuka tagging with Mickey on Raw, I don't like seeing opponents being too buddy-buddy. It takes so, and in the case of yeah. Roman and Jay, they should be keeping them not even in the same arena, given that they're related to one another. Like you have to build a rivalry. You have to build heat, even if it's friendly. I agree. Um, again, goes two ways. One, a slow burn where he's going to have a ton of heel heat for beating up his own blood, his own relative at the pay-per-view or two. Like I said, it's all a ruse and the Usos become, like I said, the tribe, a faction. Finger poke uh, doom. It's Z five dollars saying after the Clash of Champions, as you see Roman disrespecting the Samoan dynasty, leading to the returns of the OGs Rikishi Alpha Sika for segments, and eventually leading to a Rock return. I don't know if they're going that far. I I, I could see Rock obviously eventually. I do. I, I could. Right, Not the Rock's other stuff. Tweet about it. Rock's going to promote Ooh. it. But Rock showing up for. I mean, this is Clash of the Champions. This isn't SummerSlam or. Oh, Even not Survivor Series. Not, not a Clash of Champions, but eventually with Roman's new heel character. Because don't don't get it twisted. There's Rock was in the ring for the first time in his career since he first got on the scene as a babyface, and they were chanting "Die Rocky, Die." Like he yeah. was in the middle of an, uh, an arena, raising somebody's hand to try to get that guy over, and they were booing the talent. Still, the Rock <laughs> couldn't get him a cheer. Don't don't kid yourself. The Rock will never forget that. And I would, I, I think he'll now that he sees Roman that's doing really good, he's going to want to come and, and help further it. In my opinion. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., five forty-seven. Happy birthday, Matt! Tomorrow will the family go inside the restaurant. Uh, Matt, what did what you do to celebrate your birthday? Tomorrow will the family I, go inside I, the restaurant? I thought it was code. Is this is this a Longwood 
friend. I don't know I, what I'm talking about. I'm I don't no know. Sorry, well, Terry did, Allen, but thank you for saying happy birthday. What did you do for your 44th? Uh, I'm here right now for it. That's where I am. <laughs> I was supposed to go out to dinner with my lovely wife. But, uh, but he said no. He said the Wrestling Inc. podcast here I am. Here I is am, too folks. important to me. This audience is too important. We can celebrate my yes, birthday I did. any day. I did say, I did this podcast this. only happens on Fridays and Mondays and Wednesdays and the occasional Saturday or Sunday. I, I did say this all. He's correct. Um, uh, last night I had a commission meeting. So oh. um, it was an off night for us to have a commission meeting on a Thursday night. But we had to because Mondays it was canceled because obviously Labor Day. But um, so we really hadn't had a chance to celebrate it yet. So maybe this weekend. Uh, Sammy Zayn was in the production truck before the AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy Intercontinental title match. Uh, really telegraphing what was going to happen. But before Sammy broke up this match... Uh, what'd you think of this and this matchup and the potential for the triple threat? We're going to get a clash of champions. Uh, I, I'm friends with Jeff. I love Jeff Hardy. I just, of the three, he's the less exciting person in this three way, but thank God it's a three way because now it's been, it's more exciting for me now. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be a great match. I think it's gonna be a very good match. Could be a potential show stealer actually. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, these three guys can work. Like, they all could. Business, and uh, they just got to keep it fresh because we've got two weeks from Sunday for Clash of the Champions. So they got to keep, I mean, don't give this away for free on TV. This has pay-per-view. I mean, this yes. could steal the show. Yes. Uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke versus the Lucha House Party with uh, Ford and Dawkins, the Street Profits backstage. I don't, I hate Lucha House Party. I'm sorry. And um, they won. They won tonight. They, which it makes no sense to me, but what do I know? Um, I'm just not entertained with them. I just never am. And uh, Cesaro and, and company have been doing a really good job. I don't get like I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. You wonder why talent why why talents don't get over because of this because of this fifty fifty booking. It's frustrating. I agree. Um, and the Lucha House Party, I think that. There's only so much we can do to take them seriously. I, I think can't. I can't come back from it. If they uh, if they split them up, you could actually have some good one on one rivalries that would make it, I think, be more interesting than just what we're seeing. I feel like it's characters. Because, they're so underdeveloped. Because you could say yes, I agree with that. Because you could say, oh, Grand Grand Metal Grand Metalik. Oh, he was. Oh, he was the star of the bunch. He, he's not the reason they kept losing and doing jobs for years. Um, when he breaks out into a singles act, you know what I mean? And that could be that you could say the same thing about any three of them. If you make them into singles. Um, so I see what, Yeah, you could, I agree with that. I mean, but, but they gotta I, do something. Cause now they're just, I mean, they're enhancement talent. They definitely are. That's why I've always seen them as, and I don't, I can't come back from it. That's why I guess I don't like them. Yeah. And it's weird pandering too, right? I mean, it's sort of like, we know this will appeal to people that like Lucha style wrestling. So let's give them a, pin a pinata to go out there with, you know, I mean, it's very uh, hokey. Like, I mean, just, is there yeah. anybody like, seriously, like that makes them like the show better? Like, Oh, we need to uh, uh, make sure that we're pandering to, you know, our Mexican demographic. And that I'm like, you're insulting the Mexican demographic with that crap. Yeah. Like, like they don't, they don't care. They just want to see good. Nobody of any different demographic, any denomination, any background. They just want to be entertained. They just want to be entertained. 
No, I agree. And I mean, I feel like they've always had that problem because what was it before? Um, like when they had Los Matadores, like they uh, used to have just the Lucha, the like the Lucha style uh, battle each other. Like they couldn't even get in feuds with other teams. So I guess it's not that yeah. bad. But yeah, it's very. That, um, yeah. And if you remember, they did the same thing for a while there with Lucha House Party. They were only working each other, if you remember, for a while there until they formed that group. Yeah. Uh, they got to do something. Um, so, uh, Steezy Preezy Buck 99 saying, Miss Smackdown tonight, did I really miss anything? I mean, there was, there were some there good was a highlights. couple things. There were some cool things. Go on YouTube, watch the highlight version of it. I suggest don't watch the whole show. Um, but, but one last thing on Lucha House Party, I really like Lucha style wrestling. I think these guys are actually hugely talented. And I remember like when Grand Metalik debuted, like these guys have a really good look, but when you put them together and you give them pinatas and you make it silly, like it becomes a caricature and you don't take course, it seriously. Of course. How could you take it seriously? That's hundred percent right, Glenn. hundred percent right. And they jobbed to everybody for the longest. That's why I have a hard time coming back and taking them seriously. I'm sitting there scratching my head going, you know, normally I'm like, oh, cool. They're giving the guy underneath guys an opportunity. This is cool. This could be exciting. No, not after three years. Not, not, not for me. It's not. And it pisses me off because it hurts that other talent that I think needs these wins, the Cesaros of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked when uh, Callisto and Sin Cara had the entrance with the trampoline. Like, you didn't, you weren't supposed oh, to know it was a trampoline, but that it looked cool. was cool. Dude, Sin Cara's entrance was so over with me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Garris Plowman, Australian 299. Ooh, from down under. Uh, booking Sasha versus Bailey and Mania, have Sasha win the Royal Rumble. I mean, that's the popular speculation right now. That's a good, great, great, great money match. No, I agree. Um, so, speaking of which, Bailey came out to the ring carrying the same beat-up steel chair she used on Sasha Banks last week. Uh, loud booze being piped in, of course, mm-hmm. from the fans in the Thunderdome. Uh, we good. saw... I don't like when they do the entrance, then the recap. Like, she comes in, oh, she's going to talk. Nope, now we're going to see a three-minute video that says... Yes, that's a little weird. Um, but she took the mic, said people are asking how Sasha's doing, when she'll be back, but no one's asking her how Bailey feels. And uh, Bailey asked if we think she enjoyed it. And then she basically laid out this whole plan that she's been using Sasha for the longest time. Um, and this was all part of her Machiavellian plan. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I buy all of that, given the way that it developed. But one thing that really, really excites me about this is that, you know, Sasha Banks always going to have swagger. She's never going to be the underdog. But I like this reverse dynamic that Bailey's going to be the bully and Sasha's going to be the baby face when she returns because it's the exact flip of what we saw in NXT uh, with Bailey as the baby face and Sasha as the villain. So I think um, I think it's going to be fantastic. But what do you think about Bailey's promo tonight? Some people online were saying, oh, this almost would have been better if they would have taped it and done another take. Uh, Why? Um, I think that... So I was thinking about this and I was I thinking like that she would, you could tell she was nervous at one point. I think she even referred to herself as two belt banks. Like when she was rattling off like the, uh, the list of accomplishments, I may have misheard that, but it seemed to be like, she was just like, you know how sometimes you could tell. And I've heard this with, uh, I mean, all sorts of performers This has happened in NXT. It's happened on the main rosters happened with men. This has happened with, with women. Wow. Um, sometimes you can hear in a performer's voice, like, I'm aware how important this promo is to my career and I just need to almost get through it. And it's going to be great when they show the clips of it and the highlight reels, you know, all the way to my hall of fame induction down the line. But right now you can almost see like they're almost, they're almost aware they're living through a pivotal moment in their own personal history. And I like, Mm. I can sense that they're getting up in their head a little bit when they're delivering it. 
Maybe I got to watch it again. I, I liked her promo tonight. I thought it was good. It was good. I just think that like, was did she knock it out of the park? I, I'd give it probably like a B plus um, or an A minus. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wanted it yes. just to be that A plus. Uh, and Justin Lopez is saying, uh, I'm correct. She flubbed a couple of lines, but she was still strong. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not bad. It was an A minus or a B plus, but for Bailey, I want everything Bailey does to be an A plus. I want that for all my favorite performers. Um, so, uh, Elizabeth Fox, $5 saying happy birthday. Thanks. Liz. Uh, Thanks, Liz. I feel like they just recycled the room. Did a payback. Also, while we were all as equals Paul Heyman in puppet form, uh, hashtag all saw tonight. We'll talk about that. Um, but with Bailey and Sasha, where they're going with this, having Bailey beating up Nikki, Nikki winning the four way to become the number one contender. How long do you think, do you think Sasha, they keep her off TV until? The, the rumble um if they're going to mania i don't think that's a bad idea yeah i think that makes sense you know. um but they're also depriving themselves of like i mean the the beatdown i don't know if you saw this but the beatdown with bailey turning on sasha it's like the most viewed youtube clip like it's probably the highest rated individual segment in recent memory. The WWE has done when you combine yeah. the ratings last week. Um, and Sasha and Bailey have been carrying, carrying a lot of WWE TV. I think with Romans with Roman back now, they feel like maybe they can give that up a little bit. Um, yeah, because the payoff will be worth it to get, you know, to, to really have uh, Sasha come back as a really uh, smoking, Ready to go, ready to kick ass, take name, baby face. You know, I, yeah. I think with time off, you know, the heart will grow fonder for missing her. Fans have always been wanting to cheer her for quite a while anyway. So make them wait a little bit more, especially if you're going to get us through Mania. Steve Marcuccilli, 499, asking which match is more desired, heel Roman versus face Rock or heel Cena versus face Austin? Uh, second of the two. Wait. Yeah, Cena versus Face, or Cena versus Austin. It's interesting they didn't go more. Remember after WrestleMania and how Undertaker did so great in that Boneyard match, we were saying, oh, now Sting could come back. Now Austin could come back. We could do these cinematic matches, protect these guys. They haven't done and it yet. Yeah, they haven't gone all in on that. Uh, nope. I think it just goes to show, I mean, for Vince, I think the fans are everything. And uh, I think the Thunderdome is, you know, he probably kicks himself for not thinking of it sooner. Give me one second. Yeah, I uh Chris Lau $5 saying about the Bailey promo it would have been better if she said she's tired of being in Sasha's shadow like how we said that at the start of her heel turn it's true she could have come out and said uh well she could have just you know said uh you think that uh I'm the wind beneath your wings but Sasha you're the wind beneath my wings and then she started singing the song said it must have been cold there in my shadow and just gone full bet Midler I think that's really what the audience was hoping to see tonight and uh by that regard, WWE let us down. Thank God Matt's not here listening to this. Uh, Bear Hudson, $10. How is it that other people can get multiple title opportunities, but Naomi's barely on TV? Same goes for Bianca Belair. I don't want to start trouble, but is race a factor at all? If not, then what? I agree with you, Bear. Um, I think with Naomi, they've slept on a baby face that has had more organic interest 
than perhaps any other talent this year. If you look at the clips of her in the Royal Rumble, uh, the way that what she does goes viral beyond wrestling fans. I mean, it's just bad business that they have not capitalized on that. And with Bianca Belair, I mean, we've talked about the Bianca Belair is uh, not a future superstar. She's a superstar right now. She's got the swagger, the charisma. She's got checks all the boxes, I think, for being a top woman in WWE. And if not race, I, I, I'd say it even goes beyond race, though. And Matt, I'm sure you'd back me up on this. Vince has a certain type that he likes in women, and it's not even about skin color. I mean, it's often a look at the amount of blondes that he's pushed proportionate to women with other hair colors. Oh, Matt, we can't hear you. There we go. So I'm still muted. Okay. I'm going to tell you a yes. crazy story in two seconds. Uh, thank you for bringing uh, uh, Naomi up. You're 100% correct. Yeah. 100% correct. Um, she, can you imagine if they put 20%, just 20% of the energy they do into whomever, let's, you guys can name any talents there, um, into that, into Naomi, just 20% of what they give others. She can act. She's athletic. She's, uh, has the look, she has the promo. She can do everything. Um, but she's never been pushed. Yeah. She's never been pushed um, and given something legitimate. So, so right there, that was my neighbor. My neighbor, huh. there was a seven-year-old legitimately walking down the street right now. And I had to go, what in the world are you doing out of your house in your bed right now? You should be in bed. <laughs> and I walked him back to his home. Um, he's a good boy, but he gives, uh, he gives him some trouble every once in a while. So, um, Oh my God. I was like, what's this kid doing? Get back. <laughs> um, so I apologize for being distracted. No, I'm no like, worries. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm, I'm like a big brother to him. So um, back to uh, Naomi. Um, yeah. Is that cool? Um, like just 20%. Just, just, give, just, just give her an opportunity with something legitimate. Like you can't say like when she was champion, she didn't, she didn't get that thing over. I liked the glow title. People that maybe mm-hmm. not like that. I thought it was dope. Her entrance is cool. I'm still waiting to see like what her weakness is. Hmm. No, I agree. I think she, she checks all the boxes. Um, I mean, I'm thinking about it. It's like Sasha uh, certainly had a lot of frustrating setbacks in the way that she was booked. Right. I mean, we talk about WrestleMania, Becky versus Sasha versus Charlotte and who should have won that match. And Charlotte yes. winning in mania. I mean, to me just made no sense. No, if you looked at I Sasha's agree. entrance Sasha to Dog. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say that any woman that's not blonde seems to have to that's, work harder that's to get Vince's. Vince's that, that, that's yeah. Vince's type. Is blonde hair, blue eye. Everybody knows that. Yes. And I guess that's how I would probably characterize it the most. I'm not sure it's a race thing. I would just say that if you're a blonde woman that looks like what Vince thinks a female champion should look like, I think you're going to have an easier time than someone who doesn't. And I think we see that down the line, even uh, mm-hmm. like with Nikki Cross, she's getting this title opportunity. She's not winning. I mean, we all know that. And with Bailey, look how much Bailey had to struggle even to get. Um, but what to, sucks about this yeah. is that I still think Charlotte Flair is the best uh, female wrestler. She'll go down a, a, of all time. And I was going to say, well, of course she has like 3000 opportunities. You can't watch a match of hers and not walk away. And go, Holy shit. She's different. She's really good, but I don't think her character has ever popped. You know, <laughs> I mean, and we've talked about this before. In this day has and Brock age. Le- has Brock yeah. Lesnar's character ever popped to you? His character. Yeah, when he had the Money in the Bank briefcase. When Brock has fun, I love that guy. When, when Brock is out there, like, giggling, 
Like, because it, but that's character though, right, Matt? Like, just come out there and be like, I'm a monster. I'm a beast. I'm going to beat you up because I'm such a badass. Okay. If I want that, I'll watch UFC. Like, that's boring to me. It's it's the year 2020. You have to have shades to be interesting. Well, well, I was going to say what Charlotte's thing is, um, I get realism when I watch her. She's she's better in the ring than all of them. I believe she's a, a stuck up snob when she's getting heat on her opponent. She thinks she's better than everybody. Um, and she's more athletic than them. And uh, I don't know. There's just something about it. So, like, I hate saying that because, yes, she is Vince's type uh, of female uh, superstar that he would generally like to push to the moon, and he has with her. But I, I don't know. I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth on this because she, I just feel she's different than the rest of the blonde hair, blue eye that Vince would normally try to push and give a thousand chances to instead of the others that have had to fight a little bit more. And to be, to be fair, Sasha did struggle, but Sasha was on all the damn time. Sasha yeah. wasn't sitting at home. Okay. Uh, we're talking Naomi sitting at home. There's yeah. a huge difference there. Naomi is like not even on damn house. Like wasn't even getting on house shows for a while either. It makes no sense. And she can wrestle circles around them. She can cut promos around them. I, I don't, I, I've never understood yeah, this. No. And it's the thing, it's, it's, I don't know if it's my place to say that it's race, but I do think that there's a certain type that Vince has. It does seem like there are. He's already I mean, proven we, this. He's already yeah. proven this, guys. Like, this isn't, this is at a point where it's not even, I don't feel even just opinion. I think it's been so many years of seeing him proving this formula of his, uh, uh correct, technically. I mean, go back. Yeah. It's just. Well, and there's just weird shit. Like, we were talking about earlier with Lucha House Party. Like, that's a little, little too on the nose, right? Like it does seem a little yes. d- like disrespectful. Um, I yes. think even with the hurt business, I feel like it's a little like. Does anyone think it's weird that it's fine if they're the faction, but isn't it weird that they're also only wrestling and in feuds against other uh, African American, ta- other black talent? Like, isn't it? strange to anyone that when we've got like these three on three matches that, you know what I mean? Like they can't feud or fight with anyone else. Yeah. Like that's where I start to think like, you know, I don't know what the correct uh, way of, of labeling it is, but it does seem weird to me. It seems off. And Which, I feel when, like when you have a roster, that's not very, I mean, they, they're all from different countries. They all have different nationalities and different backgrounds and whatnot, but by the same token, they're not that diverse. So why hmm. that? I just never understood. Why do they do that? Why not yeah. spread the diversity throughout the show? Do you know what I mean? Versus like what you just said, let's yeah. sandbag each division, uh, each segment with the, uh, the similar people with the similar type uh, background versus space that out. Why it not? It should be like street fighter. And I want to see Zangief yeah. versus Blanca. And I want to see right. Guile versus Ryu. I want people from, I, I want diversity in fights because that's interesting, especially when you have people that have different styles, different looks, different, different characters. Yeah, yeah, that's what's interesting about it, you know? And I'll say the same thing too. It's, it's like true. when you just have people, um, again, it's even kind of the thing with Roman and Jay. And I'm not saying this from a race point of view. I'm saying this is just though, like their family, they're literally as close as you can get to one another. Like it's not as interesting unless you have a really, really good story. You know, and that's why I used to see that sometimes uh, like in Kung Fu movies or even in Street Fighter with Ken and Ryu, like we trained together, we came up together. Now we're going to prove who's really the best. Like, I think a little bit more of that in Roman and Jay would make it interesting. But yeah, I think different perspectives and different backgrounds is just pure good storytelling. Um, Arian Gomez asking uh, with the super chat, speaking of blondes, who's the mysterious lady? Uh, some people speculating Carmella. I saw people online saying Chelsea Green. I don't think it's a returning Summer Rae. 
But what did you think from the promo? We saw more of her tonight. We saw her hair. We saw the fur coat. We saw the heels. But we didn't see the face. I don't know. I don't even want to speculate because I don't know. I want to be surprised like everybody else. But I, I can't even make a guess on this. I hope it's Chelsea. I like Chelsea Green. No, I agree. Uh, Chelsea would be a good call up and it would be interesting. Uh, drinking with David, 499, saying a couple bucks for Raj. We'd rather send you guys the dollars directly. Matt and Glenn, 2024. Uh, that, that's the insurrection when Raj doesn't show up. We're just giving out cash app on the air. Uh, be like, pay direct, bypass the fees. Uh, Xavier Leone uh, pointing out the video is choppy. I apologize for that. It'll be fine on the replay. Whenever people are having issues with this live, it's always fine on the replay. Um, and uh, Les Washington pointed out his MVP's idea with the Hurt Business. I agree. I don't have an issue with the faction, but I'm just saying let them battle other people. He's saying with who they fight. He didn't say anything about the Hurt Business themselves. He's talking about not uh, uh, um, what we just went off on a five-minute tangent about, about creating, uh, spreading it out as far as why is the Hurt Business only working in storylines with other African-Americans? Um, why is, for a while there, Lucha House Party only working on storylines with other luchadors. Um, yeah, like come on, I'm not. It I mean, we're not, we're not we, saying it's racist, but I'm saying, why would you not want to? We just went over and reiterated, spread that out, create not just for the sake of creating diversity. Okay, you don't do it because you do it because people are intrigued in that. I'm intrigued yeah. by somebody with a completely different background that could kick somebody's ass versus uh, Fighter B who look like they can kick somebody's ass well, who has a completely different background. It's the definition of uh, of segregation, right? But remember when Ray and Umberto Carrillo and Zelina and Andrade were all in the same segments together? Like, yes. Yes. that starts to seem weird after a while when you start saying everything that you want. Uh, integration, diversity, it's a good thing. Uh, Stephen Marcuccilli, Buck 99, saying Charlotte versus Tessa or Banks versus Bailey to headline Whoa. WrestleMania. Tessa. Wait, is Tessa signed to WWE? I don't no, know. No, but that's the oh. big speculation. It's a great match, but right now, I'm sorry, nothing's going to be touching ba- Banks and Bailey right now in the women's division, in my opinion. Yeah, and as I am Ayers pointing out, with all this stuff, it's not the writers, it's VKM, Vincent Kennedy, McMahon. Yeah, I mean, I think that is apparent. Um, although, wasn't yes. there the rumors for years that Kevin Dunn didn't like Becky's accent, and that's why she was held back? <laughs> that's terrible, if so. But it just goes to show, though, how personal bias towards anything. Well, I used to say that actually about Drew. Drew had a hard time understanding. Not saying like Zach's, but I had a hard time understanding him and some of his promos. And I'm like, if I'm sitting here thinking about what did he say, is that hurting him? If that makes sense, I don't know. Because he has a very thick accent and he has gotten much better. Well, by the same token, I mean, uh, you know, look at the whole idea of Husky Harris, the idea that like a larger um, Mm. performer has to, I mean, even with Otis, right? I mean, it is rare to see uh, someone of Otis's size. I mean, Kevin Owens in some ways is is, uh, sort of uh, an exception that they let him be a baddest, but even he's been stuck with like bad comedy, like, you know, uh, Mm. big guy fall down, go boom. Uh, bits before uh, Elix brand $2 saying they should do an NXT takeover evolution. I think that would be a pretty good way to do it at this point. That'd be cool. What we have next on the, on the show. Okay. I know the chat rooms live. Cause tonight. we're not getting anywhere on this show. I, on. Well, the number one contenders fatal four way, Nikki cross versus Alexa bliss versus Tamina Snuka versus Lacey Evans. Uh, and before this, we did have Bailey attack Nikki Cross. Look, the standout moment of this, even though this was Nikki Cross's win, we saw Alexa Bliss 
do Sister Abigail on Nikki Cross. So she's got yeah. a couple more dreadlocks in her hair, uh, but yeah. this kind of confirms it. This is an all-new, all-different Alexa Bliss we're watching now. I dug this. For me, this is my favorite part of the show tonight. If I had to pick one moment, this was it for me. Not that it was huge, huge, huge. It wasn't It wasn't Bailey turning on Sasha last week or the week before, whenever the hell it was, um, and killing her leg, but um, it was it was still good for me. This was this was big. I like this. I think that's the part tonight that people are going to be talking about the most. And I like that they didn't overdo it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't yes. throughout the rest of the show saying, "Oh my god!" Earlier, let's watch the eighth replay of what this means for Alexa. Like they put it out there. They got people talking about it. It's perfect. It's just enough. Um, maybe a little more of this actually would have been good though, as opposed to what we saw next, which was Otis versus John Morrison. <laughs> Like, <sighs> just quickly say who won uh, Otis won oh but Ms. Morrison stole stole the briefcase or no they stole the lunchbox lunchbox <laughs> because that's where he keeps the contract but oh no it wasn't that lunchbox it was now in the other lunchbox inside the briefcase <sighs> <sighs> first of all do you think John Morrison really thought if he came back to WWE He'd be losing to this kid from who was at NXT at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Freaking Otis. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Come on. Enough. 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 John Morrison uh, is a perennial main eventer to me. To me as a fan watching uh, wrestling. They have not and booked him that way. They have never booked him that way in WWE. I was hoping when he came back. They would. But from his introduction back to the company, it's been downhill since on how they've treated him. And it sucks. But so tonight, I hated this. Sorry. Nelson Marino, Buck99, is asking again for our thoughts on Miro's debut. We did talk about this earlier in the show. Yeah. Nelson. Um, I mean, overall, it seems very positive. I only know what I saw online. I think, though, the brass ring quick... thing's got to stop, though. Yeah, Nelson, it was just a very quick promo. Came out, lit it up. Um, people were very excited about it. I was excited with watching it. But, um, I mean, there was no pipe bomb moment. We're not, we're not, let's not get crazy here. Um, but uh, hopefully he has a really good run there. Awaz Rafiq, wishing you a happy birthday, Matt. Just wanted to uh, Thank you. pass that along. And uh, got people commenting on my shirt tonight. I thought we would throw it back like the early 90s. Like been a bad, like, you know, Hip hop R and B group. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Color me bad. <laughs> Color me bad was so. You know, I took a poll on uh, on uh, on Twitter asking who is your favorite member of Color Me Bad. Uh, was it Snow? Was it George Michael? Was it Terrence Trent Darby? Or was it Kenny G? Which of the four was your favorite of Color Me Bad? Wait. Say all those people's names again. No, what? Well, that's who the guys looked like. One guy looked oh, like Snow. One guy looked like George guy. Michael. So I was like, I didn't know any. How did I not know this? Yeah. George Michael, he's wrong on I was thinking right away, but oh wow. Okay. Um so Snow won in a landslide. Really? <laughs> the dude with the George, I was gonna say, I would have thought they would have said the dude uh with the George Michael five o'clock uh shadow beard. Yeah, he was he was number two, followed by Kenny G, followed by Terrence Trent Darby. So there you go. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, Rich Antonio 499 with Morrison getting beat all the time and making other talent look good. Do you guys think he would have been booked better in AEW? Gee, I yeah, mean, thank 
Of course he would, Rich. Yes, he definitely would. No question. Uh, Bear Hudson, $10. Wow. Saying, uh, as a black man, when Naomi returned during the rumble, then started trending for almost a week. I don't know what else to look at, but race Matt Morgan. What else, what do you think she needs to do now? I saw some people in the chat speculating she's on the new season of the mass singer. And if she is good for her because Ooh, she can sing her ass off. I don't is know. She? Well, I we won't so. know. Oh, I think... that's right. That's the gimmick of the show. I hope so though. Cause she can sing her ass off. Um, She's done what you're supposed to do. She's gone out and gotten the react. The hardest part, guys, is going out and getting the reaction, an authentic, organic reaction from the fans, where they're blowing up the comment sections online. They're sending email after email to the office. But more importantly, when she comes out, what do the what do the fans do? They were going boinkers for her. Yeah. Think about it. When especially when she got a really decent opportunity for, you know, every once in a while, that is supposed to be the gauge. And from that moment on, once you get over. It is their job to crescendo that talent and continue to build and mold and keep fanning the flames of the fans reacting that way to that talent of getting over. This company has been so different in this regard all across the board, not just with Naomi, but all these other talents, uh, Punk, uh, Daniel Bryan, so many talents that organically got over and the company didn't do crap with that. I'll even throw Zack Ryder into that category actually for a while there. Um, where they don't listen and they know better. So as far as what can Naomi do, she's done. She's changed her look. Yeah. She's changed everything when need be. And um, I don't know. I just, I think it's on us as fans. If I'm being honest, guys, I think it's on us. I think it's got to be one of those uh, uh, things where we just flood their stuff about her. I mean, for me, I think a good storyline in regular TV time are – almost as good as titles, right? And I think that if they're building Bailey versus Sasha for Mania, that spot's taken, right? And if it's going to be Asuka versus someone, like okay. Asuka versus Naomi and Mania and Asuka retaining, like, is that good for Naomi? Or should Naomi j just have, like, a really hot storyline? And it felt like they were going there with Lacey Evans. I don't know why they dropped that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's levels to it. I mean, now... I'm not defending WWE at all, but I'm saying coming off of the Rumble this year, they had Becky versus Shayna building for Mania, and they had Charlotte versus Rhea. Charlotte versus Rhea was the right call. Yes. Becky versus Shayna could have been, that could have been maybe. Yeah. Becky versus Naomi. Or one more match with yeah. another, you know, with somebody yeah. else. They, they almost need an Intercontinental Championship. I, I mean, do they though? Because like, I could watch Charlotte versus Rhea with no title on the line. Well, yeah. that's true too. Because okay, let me ask you: This is Bailey versus Sasha need a title on the line? No, not for me. No way. If there was ever a few two female talents uh, that don't need it in their feud, it is these two. They're bad. They're best friends. Uh, they were enemies. They were best friends. You know, on and off of NXT through now. We know these two talents, and we know what their motivations are more than I would argue any other talents at this point. I agree. They're incredibly layered. But unless you're the undertaker, you don't get to go last at WrestleMania. If there's not a title on the line. Wait, 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 wait. who said they go last? I'm confused. What, you don't think Bailey that? versus Sasha closes WrestleMania? Uh, mm, no, not with Roman as a heel. No. Okay. Uh, they're uh, they're going to have to, they're going to have to compete hard with that to give us a good storyline. Maybe they will. I, I, we, we don't know. That's too far away to be throwing that out. 
I, I don't know. It's going to main event WrestleMania. Because what do you do if Undertaker comes back to a cinematic match? How are you going to feel about your prediction? Okay. Uh, Will the Professor $5? Happy birthday to Matt. He's, they're typing out the lyrics. And he Thank calls you the you, blueprint. Will. Thank you, Will the Professor. So when you go to the Olive Garden or uh, the Chili's with your wife and she tells the people to sing happy birthday to you, does she say, call them the blueprint? It makes them feel good? Like people know the gimmick? Or at Chili's, do they sing it and just say Matt? You know, They don't sing happy birthday. And we won't know because I uh, did not get to go to dinner tonight with my lovely wife to celebrate my birthday. I'm here. And restaurants now. I'm just saying, we didn't have a pandemic when restaurants couldn't sing happy birthday. They didn't make up their own songs. <laughs> now they could sing happy birthday and look what's happened to the world. So thank you to the rights holders uh, who had to win that case. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5, saying Oscar facing Bianca Mania has basically been a guest star on Ross since she's been called up. I don't know what they're doing with Bianca. That to me is just almost criminal the way that they are not putting her on TV. I mean, forget titles. Like, Bianca is a star. Big time, G, I think. Yes. You just you're just talking about not needing a talent, uh, not need talent, not needing a championship uh, uh, to to get over. She's that. I'm saying if you put Bianca and Naomi to an extent, like I like Naomi a lot, but let me just be clear for a second. You could put Bianca on any TV show as Bianca Belair, and I'm watching that show. She could be on Better Call Saul as Bianca Belair, and I'm like, ooh, who's this character? I'm tuning in to watch her every week. Yeah, I don't know. I watched Naomi when she was on the, the E! Channel show, too. There's something about her that's lovable. It, it, it sucks you in. You really like, you really genuinely like her. You could put Bianca Belair on Game of Thrones, and she'd be the breakout character on but, Game of Thrones. Yes, she's funny as hell. She's entertaining. Uh, she, Your eyes stay on her. Uh, her look is different. And she could whip you with the friggin' hair. Just Maybe that's different. part of it. Okay, Naomi, I absolutely love and adore as a person. Bianca, yeah. though, is so, I mean, they're larger than life in different ways, but I'm going to say I think Bianca is more of a character, whereas yes. Naomi, I feel like, is more Naomi. And not that's not a bad thing, but I'm just following my logic on that. Um, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. I, know, I know what you're saying. Um, but the talent, we're going to get stuck in this can of worms for far too long. I'll shut up. Okay, Kathleen Prince, $5. Happy birthday, even though Scott uh, is banned too. Yeah. Happy birthday, Matt Morgan. He's I don't. I didn't ban Scotty. And uh, whatever he needs to get reelected, I'll do within reason. Thanks, <sighs> I'm not touching that one. Uh, and, and, and something tells me that that is not Kathleen. That that is Scott using. Oh, the there name. you go. <laughs> um, so Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse. We got a new character. What was it going to be? Pascale the parrot, the persevering parrot. But I forgot to cut holes in the box. Bray, step one, you cut a hole in the box. We all know this. Uh, but no, uh, the parrot died, and then we got brief technical difficulties, but then we got Mr. McMahon coming out, yelling at Wyatt for losing the title and control of the funhouse, threatened to fire Wyatt if he can't keep the funhouse together, wanted to introduce a special advisor, and it was Wobbly Walrus. Uh, from the introduction, this is clearly supposed to be Paul Heyman, but I like this kayfabe, uh, fourth wall breaking basically like yes. Vince saying, uh, Bray couldn't hold it together as the champion. We need to do this. We're trying, we're trying to micromanage you. I thought this was brilliant and I can't it wait was. for more of it. It really was very good. Loved it. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, watch this look. Okay. So tonight yes. I would say watch Alexa, watch Bray. And I looked at calendar, Matt. Halloween's on a Saturday, but that means we're going to get Friday Night SmackDown on October 30th. 
please give us Bray Wyatt and Alexa hosting a Firefly Funhouse edition of SmackDown for Halloween. Let them take over the entire show. I think it'll be the best SmackDown of the year. Um, Antoine Fair asking with his $5 super chat. So here's a question. Do you think they'll say with the two night WrestleMania, if they do, yes, Bailey and Sasha can absolutely main event one of the nights. Hmm. I like the two night mania. I thought it was good. I did too. Actually. Now I think about it. I did too. Yes to that question. then. And then the final segment. Oh, good Lord. King Baron Corbin and Sheamus versus Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Do we care about either of the two heels? I, this was a nothing match, and this is what they closed. I mean, whatever. Roman and Jay won. Um, speared Sheamus for the pin and the win. Roman stood tall. And, uh, and and also, did we like the fact, again, that there was two heels in this match? If Roman's heel, why was he wrestling against other heels? Jay stood next to Roman, raised his arm holding the title. I mean... I, I, I don't like how it made Roman look too baby. It made it look uh, to me like uh, you're speaking of birthdays. Remember you get like an RC car uh, for, for your birthday and then your younger brother would just look at it. Like, when do I get to play with it? When do I get to it? You're like, dude, this is my birthday present. You're not playing with it till I'm bored with it. Like it was, it, it looked, made them look not cool to have this title envy with your family member. I'm telling you, this is yeah. a weak thing to build a feud around. It's barely a feud. It would have been good if it was just about Roman just putting it on his own flesh and blood and beating the brakes off him. Something very graphic. Because, again, this is new Roman Reigns. If he'll do this to his own family, what's he going to do to the rest of this roster? Right? That's what they should have continued to do with this. Yeah. But they didn't. But they're not. Maybe maybe, maybe it's a slow burn like, I, like others are saying. Maybe I need to take my own advice and just enjoy the ride for a little bit and see where it goes. It's very weird to me that here we have a Roman heel turn, the thing we've all been wanting for such a long time. We get yeah. it. Roman is on fire with the character. And now we get this cousin, not even rivalry. Like it's so friendly. It's familial. Um, and I feel like uh, this is this. I hope I really hope they pull this off. Otherwise, it feels like a speed bump on what should be an amazing heel run from Roman Reigns. Me too. So that was SmackDown tonight. What what do you give it, Matt? I give it a seven. Seven out of Ooh. ten. Wow. Higher Maybe than seven. I thought. Okay, no. Six point eight. I really like the Alexa stuff. Really like the Firefly Funhouse stuff. I like Bailey's promo. I'm excited for Nikki Cross, even though she's gonna lose to Bailey, yes. the Clash of Champions. Yes. Um, I liked an hour of this show. And the rest of it, the lunchbox stuff, the main event, eh. I'm good. So half the show. Yeah, half the show. So, you know, the glass is half full, though, rather do than you, half empty. So do you, you give go. it a five? Well, that would be 50%. Maybe, maybe I'll go to a six. I'll be generous. Okay. So it was good. But, hey, uh, I don't know if it was, like, out celebrating your birthday with your family good, but it was good. Right. Okay. No, definitely wasn't going out celebrating your birthday with your family good, no. We like to go to Chevy's, and then they have everyone come out and sing, and they put the sombrero on me, and I'm uncomfortable. Just like this is embarrassing for everyone, <laughs> and the more embarrassed I get, the more my family loves it. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Uh, so on that note, he's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, we'll be back here Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw in your face. 
Did you catch that tonight? Mm-hmm. Monday no. Night Raw is in your face. And they put it on the graphics. In your face, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> no, I did not. So tune in for that Monday. It's going to be fantastic. Until then, have a great weekend. We'll catch you next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.